hello, and welcome to Watch What Crap Ends, a podcast for all that crap we love to talk about on ye old bravs. I'm Ronnie. That's Ben over there. Hi, Ben. Hi, Ronnie. How are you? What's good today? Oh, everything is good today. Won't the Lord just make things good for all of it? All of us, am I right? No, apparently not, because half of us are poor and half of us are rich, as we learned today on The Real Girlfriends in Paris. Yeah, you know, some people get to wear the pink jacket, some people don't. It's the cans and the can nots. (laughs) Unintended. Yeah, that, uh, you know, just a trip to a store can really set a person off. Okay. Pink jacket can really uh, make you remember welfare. Jeez. Yeah. It's called welfare, not cry fair. So that's Real Housewives of, that's Real Girlfriends of Paris. Thanks for joining us. Um, That's over now. So instead, we're going to do Below Deck. Just kidding. But this week, we had so many recaps. We are going to talk about Below Deck a little bit first because we just can't cover it all. Okay. It's like being in a a twin size sheet. Just can't cover it all. But also, come to take a seat. That's on Monday nights. We had a great night last night talking to everybody. Really fun show. That's on Spotify Live, which is an amp to download. Uh, So go get that Monday night, 7 p.m. Pacific. Also, our video recaps and bonus episodes are all available over on Patreon. It's a French site um, (laughs) called Patreon. And um, you just go there and search for Hundred Crappens. That's us. Okay. Also, speaking of winter, winter is crappening. I don't. I don't think I did speak of winter, but winter is crappening. You thought about it with our Game of Thrones podcast, recovering House of Dragon, House of the Dragon. So go check that out. Go subscribe to it. Okay, it's on its own feet. Subscribe. Also, winter is housening. That's going to be our bonus episode this week. Winter House premiere is going to be on our bony. So, uh, oh, um, true. We just- we have a very crowded schedule. Um, it's not normally going to be on our bonus, I don't think. But, you know, Bravo, I think because BravoCon is this week that they are, like, overloading their schedule. And there's literally a million shows. I mean, I mean, there's so many shows that we, we can't even get to all of them. But, um, you know, which is really fun for us as Bravo watchers. But for Bravo recappers, <laughs> David, it's a little bit, <laughs> I feel like I've been strapped to David's Peloton. <laughs> Ah, and he didn't give me the tools to get off of it right now. I just keep pedaling and pedaling. Yeah. yeah. So that's us. You're um, <laughs> just supersizing, supersizing everything. Everything's supersized, and it's a reunion, and it's like a lot. So, but you know, but excited. So, so below deck med was one of the supersized things. So uh, we're obviously not going to do a full recap, but we're going to talk about some of the stuff that happened. Um, uh, you know, there was, there were some actual, there were some things that, that I thought were very funny and some things that made me extraordinarily mad, which is very on brand for Below Deck. Well, what, what upset you, Cinnabine? Well, I'll, I mean, the thing that really upset me was I could not stand how, um, basically they, they have this new group of people on board, including, uh. It's a, a, a like a pervy photographer who we've met before and a dominatrix. Ew, he's and so gross. Hey, listen, protect your daughters, okay? Like, seriously. What, this, what what parents are these that are like, oh, yeah, sure, go have fun on a yacht with that old fucking creep who's like, clothing optional. Oh, gross, okay? <laughs> Working isn't that hard. And don't tell me that's work. That's disgusting, okay? Go yeah, and his job. photos are... 
his photos are very generic. It's basically just like photos just of like ass. naked waves. It yeah, it's just a fucking perv with a telephoto lens. You know, every, anyone can buy those. Okay, you, yeah. there's a Canon store in every town. I don't want to fucking hear it. Okay, get a job. Get a job. So he's brought these ladies on, one of whom is a dominatrix, and you know she's a dominatrix because she's got bangs and braids, which is pretty much like you might as well just come on board wearing a full leather harness at that point, you know? (laughs) (laughs) And that girl, she does have really harsh uh, hair. And And I think that she, like, I feel like she would be working at Ikea. Like, I feel like she's, and that's not putting (laughs) Ikea down. I just feel like she has worked at Ikea. She's, like, one of those people who's, like, it's not hard putting it together. (laughs) Like, who's mean to you? And you're, like, wait a minute. But I I don't want to put this thing together. And she's, like, it's not hard putting the flirt together. (laughs) Like, evil and rude. Um, So maybe if you can get a job, don't make it at Ikea, because I'm already terrified of you. That said, I think she's a dominatrix because she has enough self-respect to at least want to hit the old men. You know what I mean? (laughs) I, um, uh, I I can see her working at Ikea, but I can see that her big thing is that she just refers you to another section. Like, hey, um, I'm looking for, like, a blue sofa that maybe sits to, oh, you should really speak to to bathroom, but no, but you're in sofa. You're in the sofas, and you're in the sofa. Yeah, you should speak to bathroom. Like she doesn't want to deal with me. Yeah, she'd just be like, you know what you need, Audrey Hepburn art. It's over there. It's like, oh, God. <laughs> Have you thought about a twelve by nine foot picture of New York that's black and white with one building in color? No. <laughs> well, you should. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so, so she she has posture um, goals. She's very. She has great posture. She does because she's probably like just so sick of being touched by gross people. You know how you stiffen up when you're like, ew. Yeah. It's like that. It's like she knows that she's about to be like pinched on the butt, and she's just like stiff. Um, so they come on, and um, they're just like you think they would be. It's like, oh my god, can we do this naked? It's like, yeah. I mean, you could. <laughs> yeah. But then you're going to encourage Kyle to do it too, and do you really want that? Yeah. And so one of the guests is uh, a clean freak. And she said on her sheet that she wants her room clean at all times. And so uh, part of the, one of the things that happens is that there's a picnic and Natalia goes on the picnic with the guests as well as some of the deckies, etc. And um, before she leaves, she tells Kyle, hey, um, I'm going, I'm going, but uh, you have like, could you, could you do like the VIP suite or something? Like, Can you clean it? Okay. And that was, and they're on that beach for hours. And Kyle doesn't do it. I don't know what Kyle is doing. He's like, he's like moving glasses around. He's making beverages. I feel like Kyle is the sort of person who does busy work, so that way they don't have to do the annoying work. And he like make as in he makes himself look really busy moving like glassware around. And so the guests come back, and not only do they come back, they come back. They immediately get onto the swim toys. It's like five thirty or six thirty. The VIP still hasn't been done. And so then Natalia has to go do it. And then, and even that, I was like annoyed. But then Kyle goes up to the guest and says, oh, sorry. Sorry, uh, your, your room wasn't ready. That The head of housekeeping was on the, was on the beach with you guys. So I apologize for that. I'm dead ass serious. I apologize. He throws her under the bus for not doing the thing that she said, you have to do this while I'm on the beach. Yes, and there, I don't remember there ever being a delineation between 
um, head of house. There like, wasn't. What is that? She says like, so. You don't have to do housekeeping because what? Because you folded a shirt. I mean, I did see him fold a shirt. By the way, that looks like very sloppy folding, sir. Okay, and I can just tell by the way that you were doing how it's just kind of flinging it around. It's like a very casual fold. This is a yacht. I don't need a casual fold. Okay, I need a proper fold yeah. on this shirt. Crisp. Yes, crisp. And then he wore a straight bra, uh, sports bra to their um, BDSM thing. I just can't with him. So, um, yeah, I don't remember there being a delineation. There wasn't. Like, oh, she said Kyle that only has to do service, and that's all Kyle ever has to do, ever. It's like, as long as you have a decent pancake and some good eyeliner, all you're required to do is service. Like, when did that fucking happen? <laughs> yeah, because she's like, she's like, Kyle, we never had, we both do, we both do housekeeping, so I don't know what you're talking about. Like, we're both in charge of it. I was on the beach, there's what, there's two people, manager time, better Kyle. Yeah. And she's right. It yeah. doesn't matter even if there is a head of housekeeping. Like, how do you just let the master, how do you let the VIP just sit there uncleaned? Like, how is well, that not really, the priority? I was longing for the days of drama interpretation, you know, in high school, because that's when, it's kind of what we do now, like where you just play all the characters. You take a script and you play all the yeah. characters. And I just would have taken Natalia's monologue because I really loved it. What the Fuck, Coral, you really grinded my gears. You pissed me off is what you did. First of all, that's a head of housekeeping wasn't there to do your cabin. That's two of you on the boat. You've been a chief stew. You've been a chief stew. Between the two of you, the one of you could have done it. Time management. Do it better. And don't say head of housekeeping couldn't do it. You were also responsible for housekeeping. And there was not a head of housekeeping. So don't go blaming me. You said head of housekeeping, Kyle. I just would love to have done that in mm. the 7th grade. I feel like I would have won awards. Because I really felt the rage. I was like, this is what it's like to live the character. Yeah. And, and I feel like you also would have done it in a really dramatic way. Like, you would have been like, there is no house housekeeping <laughs> there is none there were two people you know like full-on variety show realness on the boat like sir you don't need to sing in <laughs> dramatic interpretation <laughs> seriously now there was also something very dramatic happened which is at the at the top of the episode oh, um, wait, but we have after... to give kyle's ending because that was also good oh so yeah 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 kyle, of course of course kyle's one of those yes. you can see coming from a mile away now granted we did see the trailer with kyle losing it at natalia and i'm surprised it's taken this long but you see kyle he's that one who's always there for you girl he's that one who's just supportive all i do is love women and then the second he gets a chance he just like screams and yells at the top of his lungs at a woman you know mm -hmm. that's just him you see him coming so he's like you didn't hear the full story and if you think you're gonna come for me like you come for everyone else you're hardly mistaken which doesn't make any sense by the way i'll mm -hmm. put you in your place trust me i'm not gonna eat your bullshit you're 24 years old act mature i'll switch that bitch off in two seconds i was like whoa on a housewife show that would be considered a murder threat sir yeah, it, truly. And then he goes, not on my watch. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't come for me, okay? Don't come for me. Because I mean, you know if you come for me, you're also coming from Frank. So that's already rude. It's a hate crime. Not on my watch. You're not in charge of anything, Kyle. No, I meant I deleted you from my watch, all right? Can't even see you. <laughs> you used to be the wallpaper on my Apple Watch, but not anymore. Not on my watch. Look, I've completed my non Activity rings, babe. Right? <laughs> Don't mess with my chair. 
Uh, I just heard a very strange sound. Did you hear a strange sound? It was probably my chair creaking. I forgot. No, I heard like today. Skype go. Oh, and I felt like did Skype say not on my watch? Not on my watch. <laughs> Scotch is, uh, Skype is finally sick of me yelling into its fucking face. Oh, I know what it was because I called you on Skype before and then it didn't go through. But then you called. And so I just switched over to your call. And I think oh, yeah. the other call was leaving you a long voicemail. Yeah, Skype is super weird because you were calling and I heard you calling from the other room, but not on the computer. It still had me on the call. I don't know. I don't, I've just learned <laughs> not to question it. <laughs> Skype is that stew that you're like, well, they're here. So I guess we'll just be thankful. <laughs> Skype, why don't you clean the VIP already? <laughs> so then the other thing that happened was. We're the so, only two um, boomers still using Skype, by the way. Everyone else. Like, oh my god, way. see you on Zoom. Hey, do you want to make a meeting on Blue Jeans? And we're like, oh, Skype. <laughs> That's why I our podcast it. always sounds like <laughs> <laughs> 10 years in, and we still are like, we're going to hold on to antiquated technology. <laughs> we're not boomers. Only mentally, we're boomers. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, so um, last week's episode, End of the Storm, storming away from Natalia because he was mad that she was scolding him. Because that's like her thing. The second half of the season is scolding. She also happens to be right almost every single time, I've noticed. But um, uh, so he's like, he like goes into the bathroom and he's like, he's ranting to Z and he's like, it's ridiculous. Well, I mean, like she doesn't, she yells at me like that. It's not appropriate. I'm a person. And like, it's, it's in front of everyone in public. Like it was not what. So he's like all mad. And Z is like, it's crazy. Cause I'm like disappointed that I have to console him. Look how disappointed I am. It's like, Z, you're smiling. Am I? <laughs> yeah. You're actually laughing now. And. Shaking uh, your head and writing down "I love Storm" on a on a whiteboard. Where'd you get that from? Oh, it's just a form of my disappointment. It's how I it's how I cope. Um, he's like, I'm so mad. I'm gonna hug him so hard and try and lift him up <laughs> on my shoulders. <laughs> um, what a great brew. But then yeah, the other thing is Courtney's so after- like, oh, my God. Then Courtney gets emotional. And he's like, well, you know, my happiness for Courtney outweighs any disappointment <laughs> about the situation. I was like, oh, Z, come on. Z, come on. You're on a reality show. You can be mad. So then um, the other thing that happens is Natasha finally FaceTimes her boyfriend after, like, you know, countless texts. She's, like, FaceTiming him off in the corner. And then Dave what comes up. every boyfriend up. loves, by the way. Anyone who's felt, like, completely ignored um, and, like, you haven't been texting them back, which I doubt that that's true, but we know that that's how he feels from his texts, being like, hey, dear, you, we don't, if you can. So we know that he's feeling some sort of way. Everybody loves getting that call at 2 in the morning from your drunk ass, like, makeup all over your face, sweating, like, <laughs> hi, just calling to say hi. It's like, Ugh. <laughs> From a loud Maltese alley. And so Dave comes up. <laughs> Dave comes up. He's like, come on, let's dance. Let's dance. Dave, I'm saying hi to my dogs. I'm saying hi. He's like, but dance. I'm saying hi to my dogs. Can't you see? I'm holding a poodle in my hand right now. I thought that was a phone. Oh, Dave, did you say something? <laughs> also, Dave knew exactly what he was doing, right? He knows yeah. that she's sitting there FaceTiming her boyfriend. So he comes to just throw a wrench in it, which I thought it was... I mean, look, I've liked Dave a lot better since he kind of backed down. But this is such a yeah. Dave move to be like, why are we talking right now? I mean, to him, that, to, to him, that's like yelling into the phone. Why are you dancing with me right now? 
But why? I mean, he's he's literally already reenacted Cinderella with her. He's right. he's like, because she was like, I have to go weep at my feet. It's wet. I hate wet. I hate wet feet. And he's like, you can wear my sneakers. He's literally putting his shoes on her feet, like Prince Charming. That's all I needed. You know, Dave's not gonna work out, but I love to feel treated right. I'm like, oh, gross. You're gonna get athlete's foot with like a slight hint of glaze on it. Also, Dave might as well have just come up and hit that FaceTime with his dick. Because that's kind of what he was doing. <laughs> like, just dick slap the phone, Dave. He's like, He's he's like, well, at the very least, can I get my sneakers back? It's really awkward dancing with my socks on. Here you go, Dave. You can have your shoes. I love them. What are they called? New Unbalanced. Oh, Dave, perfect for you. <laughs> um. So what else happened? Well, then, the, well, then the boyfriend loses his mind, and the boyfriend is like, "Go fuck yourself," and hangs up. So then she goes running off to the bathroom, and she's like, bawling and losing her mind. So then Kyle comes down there, and he's like. Listen, you have to get rid of men in your life. No, you don't need any men anymore in your life, except for me. But everyone else, you like, you have, anytime the man ever says, make, make sure to make you feel bad, you say, fuck off, okay? Because there's no man who's ever worth it. Except, of course, Frank! <laughs> Frank, I love you, Frank! <laughs> Frank! <sighs> um, and I think the only other thing for me that was very funny to me, aside from, oh, there was a new deckhand, Reed. Uh, oh, like, God. Reed's one of those. Like, I'm just a small town boy who doesn't know nothing from nothing. I can't. Like, everything <laughs> that happens, he's like, my mama wouldn't approve of that one. Oh, just shut up. <laughs> also, doesn't he look like the guy from Below Deck Down Under who is similar? He's like, I'm just a country boy. And we're like, you're from Maryland, sir. What was that guy? He's name? like, if you took every white. 22-year-old man and put them together, you get him. <laughs> He's like the most generic white guy of all time. Oh, I have to look up his name because I know people are hitting their steering wheels Oh, right oh, now. Culver. Culver. Culver, yeah, it's Culver. Oh, he, He's like, he he like had a that Culver, Culver without... He's like an uncool Culver, you know? <laughs> um, but at least he can throw lines. And he did say to Captain Sandy, Captain Sandy's like, okay, now remember to pull up those lines fast. He goes, yes, sir! I mean, ma'am. I mean, ma'am. <laughs> Roll Tide. Don't worry um, about it. In my class, they called me the Sir Wind. So, <laughs> yes, I just sir. give off Sir Wind. It's just it. I also enjoyed, um, the other thing that I just am remembering from this episode that I really enjoyed was that when provisions were coming, there was, there was provision chaos, and Talia was getting so mad because there was no room for anything, and they just keep showing everyone pulling up these provisions in the dock. And then it cuts to Captain Sandy, and she's just, like, on her binoculars. I'm like, you're in a port right now. There's nothing to say. <laughs> are, you, are you just spying on people in their, in their hotel rooms? What are you looking at in your binoculars? <laughs> Captain Sandy is addicted to Captain Busy work, you know? <laughs> she like, loves those binoculars. Like, you're a captain. You are a captain. Oh, like my goodness. She, when they're like, well, I'm really worried because this is my first time as a, as a you know, lead deckhand or a bosun or whatever. And uh, <laughs> she's like, don't worry, you got it. It's like your third, your third time. He's like, but does that kid know how to throw the ropes? She's like, he comes from a long line of tugboaters. Tugboating is in his blood. It's like, wow, that's, <laughs> that's something that that kid's going to be playing for the rest of his life at every job. Like, <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry, I just need to show you a video on my phone. It's my letter of recommendation. 
He comes from <laughs> tugboat blood. They're like, sir, this is Bank of America. Okay. <laughs> He's going to like have a petition um, to someone about like uh, <laughs> about like the inheritance of his family fortune. He's like, we have pure tugboat blood. <laughs> and those boys are bastards. <laughs> tugboat the dynasty. There you go. Why are you looking at me with binoculars? I'm sorry. <laughs> God, you've got good pores. Tugboat pores, we call them. Long line of good tugboat pores. They had to be super strong to deal with all that tugboat pollution. Jeez. Not everyone can can live that tugboat lifestyle, but if you got that tugboat blood, they say, they say, they say in life there's two types of people. Those who got tugboat blood and those who don't. So congratulations. You can Whoops. donate to other tugboat people. <laughs> sure, it's nice to be appreciated, sir. Back home, they used to call me tug blood. But here, <laughs> you're gonna, that blood's going to circulate with pride, son. <laughs> Rub a tug tugboat. Am I right? <laughs> oh, give you a tug. All right, Kyle. You know, calm the fuck down. I'm dead ass serious. Okay. <laughs> Dave's like, I made a tugboat cake. It's shiny and red. Oh, can okay, I, Dave. You can put the mirror glaze down. You, can I just yell at one more person before we're done with uh, this? Please. Recap? That girl. That fucking girl. Who's like, I have to have my room clean at all. Oh, shut the fuck up. It's always the girl. It's always the person who's not paying for the trip. He's like, yeah. that's what I need. Housekeeping. 24-7. Oh, get a fucking job. Okay, lady, right now you're getting naked for some old man who's disgusting me. You do not get your room cleaned, okay? Is this a metaphor? Is the old man making you feel dirty? This is your choice. Get out of that room. Get off this boat. May I suggest a tug boat? May I suggest one? Also, okay, let's just like, you know what? Let's, let's, Let's speak some truth bombs. What the fuck was up with that beach that they had a picnic on? It was like pockmarked, and they're making jokes that it was like the moon. That's not where I want to have my picnic. Might as well just call it Sprained Ankle Beach for crying out loud. How about a smooth surface for once? They never go to a good beach. I mean, we really, so you really start to appreciate a decent beach after watching this show. I mean, every, it's yeah. like, did you all grow up on Fire Island? Are you just used to walking on gravel and that's your beach? Because that's the most painful beach I've ever been to, okay? For more reasons than one. And, and does anyone get to go to the Popeye set uh, for crying out loud? I've been waiting for it all season. <laughs> he needs me. He needs me. He needs me. Um, yeah, and then Culver, Culver the second tugboat <laughs> was tugboat. walking on. He's like, "Yeah, this is like the moon," because you know NASA f- faked all those moon images, right? Look there. <laughs> He's like, "Look, that's the uh, American flag over there." And I was like, "Is that really a for sale sign? Are they selling the beach?" What's happening on this beach? <laughs> well, no, it just says this spot for dominatrix is only. Oh, God, I put my foot in my mouth again. I always put my foot in my mouth again. Tide roll. I'm at roll tide. Damn it. And they made those poor girls hike up a mountain to just get naked and take pictures. I'm like, just what every nude model wants. Fucking swamp ass right before a photo yeah. shoot. Thanks, guys. Yeah, it looks very humid this episode. Everyone was, was steamy and sweaty. Oh, and Jason left, so... For all you Jason heads out there, sorry. For all you J heads. J heads. Yeah, He's exactly. Gone. Not to be confused gone. with J heads. Yeah. <laughs> all right. That felt good. And I well, let's go to a different part of the Mediterranean. You. I'm going. It's like, <laughs> and I am telling you, 
<laughs> I worked in finance. <laughs> and you, and you, and you, you're not going to get my jokes. <laughs> it's time for a commercial. It's time for a Crappens commercial. Okay, so let's move on over to the real girlfriends in Paris. Yes, they're also hanging around the Mediterranean because they're still in Cannes, uh, but specifically they're at Margot's, Margot's Chateau. And it's the next morning. There's still some mess out from the bachelorette party, and people are gathering around uh, the breakfast table. This show, I think, more than any other show, has really captured what it's like to go to like go on a trip with friends lots of awkward silences and still air and people not really ready to socialize in the morning you know all the other like the real housewives are always pretending it's like that but they've already been in glam for several hours but this show they don't have that budget they're like wake up we gotta shoot girls they're like okay <laughs> they're all miserable um so this margot person um i'm starting to just see what she does to stay thin she doesn't eat okay she only has lollipops have you noticed that she's got a lollipop in her fucking mouth in every scene this is a cigarette she smokes. no she yeah, smokes and she has oh. lollipops she has both she alternates oh, wow. between lollipops <laughs> And cigarettes. I mean... I was talking about her Kojak. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of in admiration of that. I like that. Uh, so she's doing that. Uh, everyone else is pretending to eat breakfast. Well, not all of them are pretending, but definitely Victoria is. Because Victoria's like, oh my god, I'm a cool girl. Look at me eating breakfast. Okay, watch me do that. <laughs> and she eats like a bite of her croissant sandwich. I'm obsessed with what everybody's <laughs> eating because I'm like you know, trying to trim it down a little bit, and so I'm not eating anything that I want to. So I see a full croissant sandwich sitting there with one bite taken out of it, and I'm filled with rage for Victoria. Like, I can't forgive her. Yeah, I'm filled with rage, too, because then I went out and got a croissant, and I have a happy uh, croissant uh, on my table right now that I couldn't, I didn't finish eating. After so yesterday, I'll, I'll you eat were it after talking this. to me about croissants. You're like, what's the best kind I of did. breakfast? I'm like, oh, my God, it's so hard eating healthy. And you're like, oh, my God, croissants. Like... What's the best way to eat a breakfast sandwich? Is it a croissant? Uh, we talked about bagels, English muffins, all the different kinds of breads. You know, I finished that conversation and just started poking myself in the eye. I'm sorry. Okay, can I tell you something else? I'm so sorry. Yeah. Um, I'm not medicated for ADD, but I should be. Um, my mom, this is just a random story of what my mom was telling me the other day. So I ran into this woman, and I thought, where do I know you from? Where do I know you from? And I finally said, did you used to work for the ophthalmologist? And she said, I sure did, but I had to quit. It was so stressful. One day, it was time to go home, and a lady came in, and she had a tortilla chip in her eye. And they had to do surgery all night. And I had to sit there and wait. <laughs> but my mom was like, who gets a tortilla chip in their eye? Like, that's the dumbest tragedy I've ever heard of. And I was like, you know I'm going to die like that, right? Like, Rob stabbed himself in the eye with a tortilla chip coming down the stairs. <laughs> well, I could definitely imagine Margot getting a croissant in her eye. Just have it, like, walking into the ophthalmologist with a full croissant. Be like, sorry, I was... <laughs> I was, uh, you don't know how hard it is to have a rich dad. <laughs> Something like that. Oh, I couldn't with that. <laughs> with her croissant. 
But um, uh, you know, um, I was gonna say something about croissants, I, and I, I just oh, derailed us. So sorry. So back to okay. the no, I was gonna say I was just gonna say with croissants. Yeah. No, I, this show is making me. This is the second week in a row I've gotten a croissant because of this show. I feel like there's all these billboards that are up around Los Angeles for this movie Smile that's out, and all the billboards say, "Once you see it, it's too late." <laughs> that's how I feel about croissants right now. <laughs> <laughs> like I see a croissant on the show, it's like it's too late. I'm already ordered. I was like, I already ordered it. I wasn't even looking at my phone. <laughs> I already see Postmates is on the way. Well, as I used to say in Weight Watchers meetings, digestion begins with the eyes. <laughs> well, yeah. Apparently, if you're eating tortilla chips. <laughs> <laughs> Someone took okay. that a little too seriously. Yeah, I know that. Late, but I was like, was she uh, in from my Weight Watchers meetings? Ask her if Janelle was her Weight Watchers coach. <laughs> so it's well, not in the morning. And um, by the way, speaking of people not doing their jobs properly, where's Richard? Because this house is a goddamn mess, sir. You're only asked to work like what four weeks a year okay the rest of the time (laughs) you get to party it up and you know he has friends over and like plays five chords on the piano and they just sing and get drunk (laughs) on that dad's wine (laughs) fucking richard hasn't cleaned shit okay (laughs) he'll have his accordion out like judy tenuta r.i.p um so she basically uh well i like by the way i firmly believe that richard wanted to wanted to clean that all up and i think the producers like don't la- don't allow it like no we got to get our shot to show how much these girls raged last night and we all know the girls went to sleep at 10 45 right yeah. like that's the vibe of this show they all go to bed at 10 45 they got some ping pongs out of the little tissue box i mean we saw it. they played their two games and then they sat at the dinner table they did those games at like 7 30 p.m then they sat at the dinner table and they just sat there and talked for like two hours very quiet and with like with Pregnant pauses, and then they went to bed. Yeah. <laughs> Producers uh, are like, no, we're going to make it look like they raged. Yeah. So Anya um, is like, oh my God, should I wear my tiara to breakfast? And Emily goes, isn't that bad luck? Is it? <laughs> is, it? <laughs> is that a new tradition? It's like, uh, I hate when people do that. I hate when people suddenly declare things as good luck or bad luck. I was like, that's not part of general superstition you can't say that it's like oops you tripped on the way of the mailbox that's 12 years of lost mail no emily you don't get to <laughs> make up a new superstition because you want to fill the air also it's such an american thing to say like isn't that bad luck that you wore your crown to breakfast you know we're all better we're still better like fuck you queen yeah. it's bad luck <laughs> meanwhile the queen's just sitting there with her you know cornflakes well, at the time this was filmed, anyway. Okay, so Anya, <laughs> Anya's like, well, it's... R.I.P. Yeah, rip. It's like so, an R.I.P. in two minutes. <laughs> I know. I'm not even going to ask about Judy Chanita, because that hurt my heart. And I was like, no, it can't hurt your heart more than the croissants. You only, Do you not you know? Only be hurt. Well, I saw... Well, it was, a, that was no, last I'm, week. I'm was shocked that you're telling me. I'm, I'm completely shocked. But, um, yeah, I saw someone post a clip of Judy Chanita, and I was like, how interesting. I haven't seen Judy Chanita in a while, but I didn't watch it oh. because I didn't want to feel, like, um, old. Because you know how you watch those old jokes? It's like, I used to love the comedy channel and watching Judy yeah. Tenuta and Elaine Boozler. And then mm-hmm. the jokes seem really old now. Like, hey, can you uh, can you tell how a woman has a boyfriend? 
because there's not <laughs> lipstick on the milk carton or something like that. I don't know. Those jokes. Anyway, I watched it to avoid the awkwardness, but you just brought it to me wrapped in a gift. So thanks. I, I wanted to really force this on you. I wanted to force you the did, Judy and look what it does to me. <laughs> I love Judy Tenuta. I think she would be so happy that we're wedging in her RIP in the middle. Oh, I'm gonna one up you. Who? Because of course, this news is not good for me. I do not like hearing about death on the show. Okay. Yeah. And then I get a text while I'm talking to you about Judy Tenuta and the Queen, and it says oh, no. Angela Lansbury died. You're the only one I know who. No. Was All right. This See, show's now that's over. like a big Fuck one. This. I'm out of here. How is that possible? Uh, wow. Wow, Ronnie. I'm that. That was a. That was a big one right there. I know. All the, why? Why is it that gay icons always die during our show? <laughs> For real. Someone better check in on Tina Turner. It? Like, literally, it's like, gay icons. It's like, oh, Ben and Ronnie recording. Time to knock off another gay icon. Queen Elizabeth, Olivia Newton-John, Angela Lansbury. God, it's yeah, not tons fair. of them. Yeah, it's not fair. So, RIP, Angela. By the, by the yeah, way, do you think people are like, what are we listening to? Why are we, why are we here? <laughs> okay, we've gone from croissants <laughs> <laughs> to, potato Angela- chi- uh, to chips in your eye. Oh, I just got a text. Angela Lansbury died when her car drove off the road when she was going out to get a croissant. Well, now this show really is is really impacting lots of people now. <laughs> That's terrible. Well, RIP everybody. Um, yeah. Thanks for listening. So um, no. So anyway, RIP. You know who also RIP to? Um, Casey. I hope she's okay in America. There, that's the transition back into the yeah, show. Didn't you think Casey was going to come back in? Like, yes. oh my God, I'm back. And, like, it totally worked out <laughs> in the day. And here I am. Yeah, because they put her in the previously. They're like, previously, Casey says, I got to go back to America. I was like, oh, so she'll be back. But no. Uh-huh. They were like, no, that's I'm okay. Just reminding though. you that she's gone. So um, anyway, Anya does wear her veil to breakfast and immediately gets her heels stuck in the uh, patio, the patio plants. So Emily's right. Emily was right. And she's like, wait, yep. get your foot out. Oh, my God. I feel like you're like Cinderella, like right now, like, it's like nuts. <laughs> and then Anya tells us, in French, they call it bachelorette party. In entraînement de vie de jeune fille, the burial of the life of a young woman. That's what they also call reality shows about a group of young women from America. Uh, hey, France, could you get like a easier name for a party? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, do I you know. want to come to my burial of the life of a young woman party? So dramatic. Like, it's bachelorette party here. I feel like in England, it's hen's party. And then, like, France is like, the death of the woman from her virginal state, for when she was once beautiful and pure and had potential, but now it's just an old hag. You're like, wow, France. Party. <laughs> lighten up. Yeah, lighten up over there, France. Uh, so Anya's like, are you going to audition for Maid of Honor by helping me, Emily? And she's like, oh, yeah, did I pass? Because I, I was just going to your wedding to expand my mother's interior design business, and now I'm Maid of Honor. <gasps> I can't stop winning. <laughs> so they all sit down around the table, and then Margot walks in, and she just has a cigarette dangling from her mouth. Like... <laughs> She's just there, like a lollipop, but it's a cigarette. And she's like, I feel so hungover. Wow. I actually puked this morning. Only half of it got in the bowl, unfortunately, because, you know, it was me. 
And the audience is like, are you serious? Yeah, that's where I'm at. I puke this morning. <laughs> Hi, everyone. So Emily is served. Rashad brings Emily a bowl. And she's like, hold your noses, everybody. <laughs> and it's um, bone broth, which seems yeah. a little weird. But I guess she's feeling a little under the weather, which becomes the plot of this episode. <laughs> Yeah. And um, I'll just like, that literally looks like bong water. <laughs> and Marga, they're like, wow, it's good for your body. And Victoria's like, oh my God, you're like raving about this like bong water. Like, I need to taste it. Oh my God, that is like disgusting. I'm done trying new things this morning. <laughs> done with uh, it. Yeah. You know what's so weird? That bowl of bone broth just asked for my number isn't that crazy guys (laughs) you should probably face that bowl of bone broth away from me because it's like a begging to come down my throat uh since you called dibs on that bowl of bone broth i've decided i'm gonna turn away from you this morning because i don't want to distract it away from you (laughs) um so Let's see. So, Margo, who cares? Like, nothing happens on this show, really. Sometimes I, <laughs> and I really love the show, but sometimes I read my notes and I'm like, why? But why? I keep thinking yeah. it's leading to somewhere, but it doesn't. So they decide, oh my God, today, let's all wear black and pink and we'll go shopping. <laughs> yeah, Victoria was all about that because Aja was like, so what colors is everyone wearing? And Victoria goes, black and pink. I was like, okay, chill, chill. I think that bone broth had a, had a little effect on you there. Whoa, okay. Uh, okay, final scene of Grease. Like, <laughs> what's your hang up? So, Margot is going to take the girls to see the city because they only saw it on casino night. Uh, but they yeah. haven't seen the beach in the daylight. So, uh, lunch on the beach, and we're going to see how much magic the city has. Yeah, so they get into the van, and then Emily Emily sees Anya's shoes. She goes, "Oh my god, I love those shoes. What are they? That's amazing!" And Victoria's like, "Oh my god, Anya has like the most incredible wardrobe I've ever seen. Like, I love this taffeta. Oh my god!" It's like, Victoria, did you just throw a glass of wine at her shoes? I I don't know what happened. I was triggered. I was triggered. I was triggered. (laughs) And Anya's like, well, I've never bought anything retail in my life. And my old manager thought that I was stealing it. And I was like, "Um, have you ever heard of Woodbury Commons Outlet Mall? And I'll just like, oh, my God, literally, Woodbury Commons, like, literally is unreal. Like, that is, like, the craziest. Uh, yes, I only do. Oh, uh, I only do my shopping at Barney's Warehouse Sale or secondhand, but with new tags. I just I don't walk into a store and buy things retail. That would be a shanda, which means disgraceful. Was, we find. Yeah, there was like a big thing. It's like Yiddish. It means disgrace. Um, so this is one of those episodes that proves something that we all really have known forever. But this is like proof. When people brag about all their sales and stuff, they're really crying inside. Like, every time Mm. I hear somebody like, I don't buy retail, I hear, like, a little (laughs) inside of them, you know? (laughs) And uh, this is proof. So roll it. Yeah. Roll the footage. Oh, them going into the store. (laughs) Yes. They they go into the store. anymore. Oh, that's fine. I'm upset about Angela Lansbury, okay? I'm going to go solve the murder of my next-door neighbor. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um so they um they they drive to the store but before then margo's like hey guys there's the Cannes film festival oh 
And that's where there's a hotel where I, I, I fucked a guy and I was hanging out the window. Only half of me, of course, because that's kind of my brand. Yeah, there it is. The Carlton. I wasn't fucking Carlton from Fresh Prince, but he did do the dance, which was weird. So yeah, anyway, now we're at a store. Out the window. And Audrey goes, wow, getting rammed with an ocean view. I love that Audrey's <laughs> even jealous of this. You know, she's like, oh, fuck I know. this girl, you know? And um, Margo's like, yeah, but the guy was, uh, ugh. And she goes, yeah, devil deck. It, it's like that sometimes. So then they go shopping, and it's kind of my reaction in every city I go to. Like, it's all the same. It's like, there's the Chili's, but, you know, now it's in Boston. Yeah, yeah there was something kind of languid about this whole kind of, uh, this whole journey into Cannes, because it's clearly off-season, because that's when the show, I guess, could afford to shoot. And so they're just walking around this empty city and they go into sort of an empty store and it's quiet. And they're just like not even playing music in the background of the scene. It's just like, oh, wow, this is dirty. This is, oh, this is nice. Do you guys like this? That's nice. Oh, look at that. Oh, do you like this color? I like that color. Hey, guys, over here, look. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Cool. So Anya sees this pink coat. She goes, oh my god, should I try on that pink coat just for fun? And I'm just like, oh my god, yeah, do it. So she's like, yeah, I'm not sure if this is my color, you know what I mean? Which is a joke, because she's wearing like bright pink <laughs> from head yeah. to toe. And so the guy who works there hates them, but COVID has really hit <laughs> retail. So they're yeah. like, woo, are there any sales? He's like, everything for you. So she gets a coat and he's like, oh, it's your color. I'm like, is that just a French thing that everything is making fun of you? <laughs> <laughs> I think it totally so. It sounds like it's like, oh, look, it's your color. God, of course, yeah. she finds the one pink in the whole entire <laughs> store. Goodbye, kitty. I knew, I knew. I See, I'm going to tell my boss it was a good idea to stock trash color because stupid Americans come in to buy it. <laughs> so, um... I'm like, I come from a long line of bargain hunting, outlet shopping. It's in my blood. When the Jews left Egypt out of Exodus, they went straight to Filene's basements. <laughs> I was like, okay. I like that she's working on her cat skills routine. So um, the best part about this is like, so basically she is like, she really wants this, but she is poor. She doesn't have the money. She's trying to save up for some ridiculous wedding at the Ritz, which doesn't even make sense why she's still going for this thing. And she knows she shouldn't be spending the money on this coat. And then, and so then she and Aja are like maybe going to split it. And they're like hemming and hawing about this. And meanwhile, Victoria is like, oh, my God, Marco, look, cashmere hoodies. Let's get two. <laughs> you know, like the juxtaposition of them just easily buying cashmere hoodies while these two girls are going in halvesies on this one coat. Yeah, amazing. they're matching. They're like matching purple hoodies. She's like, oh my god, babe, we should like totally get these and then we'll like totally match. And then back to Anya like, oh my god, is the coat better on you or is it better on me? Oh my god, are we going to split this coat? We shouldn't buy it. And I'll just saying, you know, maybe we should just go back and sleep on it because like we don't really need it. I mean, uh, you know, it's just a pink coat. And Anya's like, yeah, but I love pink. And then the music gets really dramatic. And Aja says, I have a pink coat back home. And Anya goes, I don't. And I like it. Anya's <laughs> no. like, sir. Huge drama. I love that the music's like. It's like a murder version was, of that song. 
It was, but it was also actually such a real moment. I think we've all been there. We've, you know, like that moment where, like, I remember when I was in like serious credit card debt, and I'd have those moments when I'd stare at something, and I was like, "Can I have it?" And I was like, "You just know you can't have it." And um, like watching at her, watching her stare stare at it, and be like, "Sir, would it be possible?" to slice off one of the buttons and then my friends and I could share it. We could hold it alternatingly on the ride back to our house. That would be good enough for us. I mean, well, babe, look more cashmere. Let's get five of them and just like throw out two, babe. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, look, I obviously remember it too. I don't remember ever having a moment where I'm like, oh my God, I can't get the pink coat. I mean, I don't remember that moment. I just went to the thrift store. You know, but hey, to each right. to each their own. Now, I do remember having that feeling sing a croissant to the window. I have had that <laughs> feeling then. You know, we, we all have our things. By the way, Aja, we, we have to give props to Aja because Aja fully recognized what was going on with Anya. And she switched gears from like, this looks so good to like, oh, you don't need this. This is a piece of shit. It's actually garbage. This is actually one of the worst cuts I've ever seen in my life. Like people who wear it are actually cursed. And they are like, they're they're banished to, you know, like a a, a, a basement in a castle. Whatever. Outer darkness. Yeah. She like is like, no, this is bullshit. You don't need this, Anya. I thought yeah. that was actually really She's like, really I mean, pink is her. the color of hemorrhoids. Hey, wait, I'm still wearing <laughs> pink head to toe. Well, not that color. Not that shade. <laughs> um, so, yeah, she starts getting really upset. So then Margot, who is completely oblivious to it, is like, okay, let's go have lunch on the beach. It's like my family's <laughs> favorite place to have lunch on the ocean. And can, which we basically own. It's time for a commercial. It's time for a Crappens commercial. Tori is like, oh my god, this is so cute. This is like cute. <laughs> <laughs> they should just call this Babe Beach, because I'm like, babe. And so <laughs> so they're ordering. There's like a, a, a British uh, waiter who is so over them. And he's like, uh, so what would you like to have? And so they're ordering. And Margo's like, do you have like lychee? He's like, oh, yes, we do. Why? I think he's like, I don't know why that annoys me so much, but it really does annoy me. Because it's always those girls who are like, I need lychee. So Emily is like, um, so there's like ginger. They have like something with fresh ginger. So I'm going to be like, does it come with you? Because he's like a ginger. Um, no, it doesn't mean the same thing over there, Emily. Okay. It's like very hurtful over there. It's different. In America, we're like ginger. That's a person with red hair. Because like ginger from Gilligan's Island, um, we're there. It's like uh, bullying campaigns are set up, you know, for poor redheads. Meanwhile, the waiter's like, oh, I see you've already ordered the stupid beverage, which comes with stupid. That's you. Get it? Rather be a ginger than a stupid, lychee bitch. <laughs> Wait a second. I just got word. You're my boss already. How did that happen? I don't know. I just <laughs> fell into it. I, I went to the manager. I on this beach. <laughs> <laughs> beach or Raquel. Sand gets everywhere. so they order and um then they start doing that thing you do i feel like when you're in your 20s and then drop because you're so tired of it 
where you're like, let's talk about positive things. And then when you're in your 30s, you're like, fuck that. I had a shitty day at work and I fucking hate everybody. And your friends are like, girl, let's just get wasted. You know. But in your 20s, you're yeah. like, oh my God, let's think about when we're back in Paris, we have the whole world in front of us. Guys, we could do anything. Yeah. And Victoria's like, Babes, I'm just trying to be as present as possible on this vacation because it's been, like, a much-needed break from work. Like, it's been really stressful at Chloe Collette, and I'm just, like, I'm not going to lie. As soon as we get back, I'm going to have to create three entire looks in four days. That Not three pieces, but four looks from scratch at 60 miles per hour on two different trains going towards each other, going towards Buffalo, too. I mean, how long will that take? Guys, I'm just trying to stay present. Yeah, and it looks like we're, like, moving production to L.A. now, so, like, the quality is going to be, like, not going to lie so much better. And then the, like, fabrics, and Anya's just looking at her, like, please kill me, you know. And she says, when, <laughs> when Victoria has something to say, she speaks for a very, very, very long time. Like, very, very. Okay, I have three <laughs> accents right now to explain to you how long of that time. <laughs> New York, New Jersey, and Parisian. Very, very, very. <laughs> so do you want to just leave the work at home maybe, Victoria? And, uh, uh, Victoria's do you want like, to maybe yeah. treat your work like a pink jacket and leave it behind? Okay, thanks. <laughs> so then Margot is like, guys, she tries the positive thing again. She's like, guys, it's like so super rare that people like have this kind of like friendship. So like, I really feel it. Like, I really feel it, you guys. And Aja says, does anyone have any resolutions for stuff? And so Marco's like, resolutions? Like, okay. Like, I want to see my project, the slip dresses, through to the end. Like, I really want to be as financially independent as possible for my father. And that's, like, a massive all-in-caps goal of mine. And even if it means for a little bit, like, changing my lifestyle, I will do it. So that's my resolution. It's like, wow, you're going to get there. That you're going to get there. <laughs> yeah. I can see it now. I feel it. I've never like heard anybody so future. resolved. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that you're really on top of this right now. By the way, I forgot to mention earlier when Margot was ordering her meal, I thought this was so funny because the waiter who was so over them was like, okay, what do you guys want to eat? And she's like, um, I'll do the tuna. And the waiter is interrupted. He goes, yeah, yeah, the, the red tuna marinated? Okay, yeah, yeah. He's like, I'm not going to deal with a slow-ass orderer. I love when waiters do that. They just are over you. They just finish the order for you. Oh, yeah. So then Anya is time for her resolution. So she's like, well, personally, I have a lifestyle that I can't afford. But when a building is burning and you say, oh, my God, I have to jump to the other building, the person with the safety net, like, their jump won't be as good. And I'm not saying that somebody who has a safety net won't jump onto the next building. It will just be much, much more slowly, and they might not make it. <laughs> it's like, okay, <laughs> wait a minute. So you're mad. In your example, you're mad that she has a safety net, so she's probably going to die of a high jump or burn to death on the build. I mean, good <laughs> lord, Anga, I didn't see that in you. What? I have a question. What if the person who has a safe net is wearing a slip dress? Can they jump better then? <laughs> yeah, no. But what if the person, what if the building that's burning is owned by the person with a safety net and a slip dress? Do they still get the insurance payment or is it just their dad trying to control them? 
<laughs> what if what if you've written a business plan for the building? Will it stop burning itself? Or what if it's only half a business? What if it's just can I put a slip dress on the building? Okay, I think you're getting lost in the metaphor here. Okay. Um, she's like, I have no net and I've never had a net. And I've always been with people who've had diamond encrusted nets. Margo's looking at her like that would actually be it. really painful. Because, like, if you're falling from really high up and you fall on diamonds, like, it could cut you. It literally happened to me as a child. Like, I was falling off a tree, and our garden, like, it was just diamonds, and it hurt. Like, it's not as comfortable as it sounds. That's why when I was getting fucked halfway out the window at the Carlton, I said, don't push me any further because there's no diamond encrusted net down, down there. <laughs> I was literally getting fucked by a diamond. It was crazy. <laughs> and I was, I was wearing... I was wearing netting. <laughs> I was wearing a diamond thong net. Net thong. Uh, I was wearing so fish nets. She's like, yeah, like diamond encrusted nets. Like, seriously? Okay, that's not your resolution. Like, if that's the case, then your resolution should be my job is my resolution is to be really rich so I could afford the lifestyle that I project, right? So Margo's yeah. like, well, I don't think Anya believes that I really am struggling right now with the toxic sides of having a safety net, as she likes to call it. And I feel like she genuinely believes, like, money equals happiness, and I'm somebody that's already learned that that's not true. So... <laughs> Yeah, like with my dad, it's like a whole thing. It's like manipulation. Like I'll get yelled at and he'll say, you need a job. And then the next day he'll give me a Chanel bag. It's like a control mechanism for him. I'm like, I'm like a puppet. I'm like, well, you don't do you're anything. only like you're a, puppet. a puppet who doesn't do anything. Okay, <laughs> You're only a puppet if you get a Chanel bag and then don't <laughs> look for a job after. Like you can still look for your job. I can't. You know? Yeah, what is he making you do? You have your own apartment. He's not making you work for the family company or get married to somebody rich or do any of the <laughs> things that they say controlling parent rich parents make you do. You know, what is he making you do? You do nothing. You do well, nothing. Well, my, my relationship with my dad is like it's like complicated because like we're really close, but it can be toxic. And he like, yeah, he pays my rent and he funds my life, which I'm trying to wean off of by talking about it a lot. But and he has some control over me, and I think he enjoys that. Like, he sometimes he'll come over and he'll turn my refrigerator off, and then I'll go like three weeks before I realize I can just turn it back on again. Like that is pure manipulation. <laughs> He's so controlling. Like I can't even like open a window without him trying to tell me to lift the window up first. It's like it's I, fucked I, up. I can't even get my groceries out of outdoors fridge without my dad saying, "Why don't you use the indoors fridge? That's a real in refrigerator." <laughs> And she's like, yeah. And, like, I don't even know if he realizes he's doing that. Like, I don't know if I'm going to cry right now. Am I crying? Can, am I crying? Is my lollipop crying? Any money? But, like, a lot of people expect me to be just, like, this trust fund baby. But, like, you still have different issues. Like, it's a lot. It's, like, a lot. And Anya is smiling like this fuck off and die smile. She's like, okay. Wish you didn't have a safety net so you'd be splattered all over the sidewalk right now. Okay? I'm talking about being poor. And you're crying yeah. about being rich. <laughs> I'm just like, um, I was in the middle of my sob story. I, I, yes, I did get a Filene's basement joke out, but that's not enough for me. So I just want to remind everyone 
I grew up with the most wealthy kids. I was raised on welfare and food stamps by a single mom. Have I been the most responsible in making sure I was at a stable nine to five and had an income? No, because I'm too passionate about the things I love to do. And I would never do something I'd be bored doing, like having a job. So, you know, it's a lot of stress. I mean, now here's the thing, Anya. I feel like what Anya's going through is very real, but um, I also think there's value in maybe having a job. Uh, if you can have one, if you can get one, she's like, I want to go and rent a, a chateau and sell everything in the chateau. And that's going to solve everything. I'm like, well, why don't we start like a Starbucks? I don't know. Well, yeah, you have to work. Listen, I moved Drive out, Uber. I moved to like follow my dreams at a very young age and didn't have any money. And guess what? I waited tables like every fucking day. Okay. And it sucks. It sucks. But what are you going to do? You have to do that. Like, I don't. I don't get this. This is hard for me yeah. to get, you know? And also, I lived in L.A. and New York <laughs> my entire adult life, so I'm just used to everybody being richer than me. Like, literally everybody is richer than me, okay? Yeah. So she's crying, and she's like, you know, like, there's no option for failure. As unfortunately as beautiful as Matthew's dresses, it's the same for him. And my whole life, to see people around me who have things and they don't have to struggle for them, it sucks. I get it. But no one's going to just be like, okay, you're worthy now, so now here, you're rich. You have to get a job. The rich people eventually have to work, even if they're handed their job. I mean, not all of them. Not the Margos of the right. world. But you know what I mean. Work. Go to work. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, just, it's okay. Like, big drive, drive for Uber or something. Lyft. Postmates. Whatever. Do something on the side. It'll be okay. So um, basically, she just, it's just a big wind-up to say, like, oh, my God, my whole thing, it matters so much. They're basically teeing us up for probably whatever this event is that she's having. It's probably going to be, like, will it work out? And then she'll, she'll do well, and she'll be fine. Although, actually, on this show, maybe not. I mean, they did, they did send Casey back to a whole other continent. <laughs> like, maybe this show doesn't have a happy ending for her. I guess um, we'll find is, out. Yeah, this is produced by the same guy who produces Real Housewives of Dallas. Okay, He's not teeing anybody up for a happy ending. I can guarantee that. Dallas <laughs> yeah. is just like, go! He just throws you in the pool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Emily is basically... Emily hasn't been listening, clearly, because she just... Re she responds with some generic you know, praise. She goes... You are literally the one of the most strongest and like most inspiring girls I know. Like I literally look up to you, and I like, I like want to be you. And whatever you were saying, I'm sure it was great. <laughs> I want to be just like you, except for the poor part. Did she say she was poor? That's so gross. Oh my god, Lychee! So Victoria's <laughs> like, oh my god, it's like a, such a strength to know that like Paris is the place that we can like live our dreams and not like lowering your standards is like rising to the occasion. And every single time I see you, you're rising to the occasion. Usually you're like my shirts. On, usually on stairs because you like can't look right in the elevator with all the rich people, but still, <laughs> like, you're rising. So. I assume you're rising on the service elevator you use. <laughs> and on so, like, I just need to make my own safety net. You, get, you need to get a damn job. Okay. <laughs> that is the safety net. The safety net is called McDonald's. Okay. You need to get a job. Here's a suggestion. <laughs> Listen, you love giving tours. And yeah. you're really good at it. She charges like, didn't she say she charges like $500 a tour? You need a lot of those tours. You need to be doing five of those a day. So get you an ad in the paper yeah. and start advertising. Get your little flag. Shit. 
Yes, get your little can. flag that you and stand in front of the pyramid at the Louvre and be like, "Bonjour, tours over here, tours here, tours here." You'll be fine. Yes, I mean, do, you know, do so, but she knows how to command the dollar. Just you know, not enough. I don't know, but do something. Don't cry to rich people; they're not going to help you unless it's a tax. They're not unless, unless it's a tax break. Unless you can get yourself to be like Anya in need. LLC or whatever, charity, you know, whatever. <laughs> They're not going to give you money. Okay. The go-go concept. So um, uh, now they're back in their vans and they're going back. And Victoria's like, babe, Marco, thank you so much for showing us the town today. I think this trip is like a great way to start the year. And I want to start the year. Like when I'm at work, this is my okay. This is what my plan is. When I'm at work, I'm at work, and when I'm off, I'm off, babes. And Aja coughs a little, and so Marco's like, "Oh my god, are we all getting Omicron again?" And I'm just like, "Stop! No, I just tested. No, no, I just don't have it." Marco's like, uh, "Yeah, but you tested negative, huh?" And she goes, "Yeah, yeah, I just said like, I mean, I tested positive. Like I had it. Like we all had it. Like we all did, right? Like I mean, it's every it's like a pandemic, right? It's like every <laughs> even pans have it. Like that is such a <laughs> pandemic. Like even cooking utensils. It's like crazy. hold on, hold on a second. I I just got attacked. Oh my god." I'm the head of the CDC now. That was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so um, she's like, so Margo's like, yeah, well, um, Emily, I'm going to be straight up. I just want to say one thing, and I don't mean to attack you in any way, which, of course, we all know means that this is about to be an attack. But it just made me, like, crazy uncomfortable that you took a flight with COVID. And I was like, what? I, I tested negative. I mean, if you want me to email you my PCR, I mean, for crying out loud. Uh, and Mark like, like, uh, no, it's just that there's like a 10 day quarantine. Well, I apologize, but like, I had to do what I had to do. And like, if you were in my position, like with the grandfather's basically like raised me, you might feel different. Like, I'm sorry that Sonia Raquel loaned me her private plane herself to go back to New Jersey, but that's just the way it was. So this is typical Bravo, where you're like, what? What happened? Did she? Because she sounds like she's fucking lying, right? She right, sounds she like does. she's like, well, I tested positive, but you know what? I had to get on the plane because like, I'm not going to miss my grandfather's funeral. Like, fuck that. Like, I'm not going to do that. And then they called her on it. So now she's like, yeah, but then before I got on the plane, then I tested negative. <laughs> so I'm not really sure what's going that, on. The old three-day COVID, you know? <laughs> yeah, something felt felt, felt fishy. And, but then um, Emily's like, I wouldn't have gone on a plane with COVID, I don't think. And I was just like, okay, well, I'll change the subject. How was your, um, how is processing your grandfather's death? Was it a good ceremony? She's like, which about justifiable it was her grandfather so margo's like oh my god i didn't mean to make you cry i'm so sorry i'm so i'm sorry now god now i feel awful now i should never brought up how you're a lying ass about covid i feel so sorry i'm sorry and she's like i just don't think about my grandfather a lot no cameras please please no cameras so anya's like yeah well she explains that she tests oh anya sorry anya's like well she explained that she tested positive and then she tested negative so she was able to go and i believe her frankly because <laughs> she's rich and you never know how many free things her mother can get me 
<laughs> mansion parties. I heard her mother is actually Filene. Like the Filene. So <laughs> shopping in the basement for years. <laughs> I just want to get to the first level. So now it's I see evening. you rising up. It's like the Filene's basement escalator. <laughs> So then now Emily realizes she has um, an opportun- opportunity to like kind of do the classic Bravo thing, which is kind of wallow in pity. And she's like, I have not once been consoled, nor have I been cons- consoled, <laughs> not, not even consoled. Wait, I think I just said that. I have not been consoled and I'm not looking for consolation. I just I have not once been addressed about the death of my grandfather upon arrival. And it's very interesting how the only comments I get are. Why did I fly home with COVID? I'm like, well, I should just ask how you how you were doing. Yeah, because uh, you're a dick who flew with COVID. That's why. Yeah. Okay? And when you do that, <laughs> you put everybody else at danger of being dead. You dumb dumb. Yeah. So Victoria is in her room, and um, Margot brings her sweats because they're going to wear their matching hoodies. And yeah. Victoria's like, well, today was a roller coaster. And Margo's like, yeah, personally, I feel, like, terrible, because, like, I guess it was, like, my timing about the whole flying with COVID thing. But, like, you know, when she tested negative, I mean, to me, that's bullshit. But, like, what am I supposed to say? You're lying? <laughs> I mean, she basically said that, right? Yeah. <laughs> also, by the way, when Margot came in, she goes, can I sit down for a second? I'm like brain dead. <laughs> <laughs> so Victoria's you went shopping. Like, you went shopping and ate on the beach. I'm like brain dead from today. It was like a lot. <laughs> Leeches are hard. What people don't tell you is like lychees are hard. So Victoria's <laughs> like, well, the thing is, Emily like tested positive, and she like took a flight to Miami, and then she like took another flight to New York and partied, and then came back to Paris, like. That's, like, multiple flights, and she kept taking her mask off, and she was like, oh, my God, the trick to not having to wear your mask is, like, keeping food in front of me or keeping a bottle of water open. And then the flight attendant had to ask her, like, five times to put her mask on. So, yeah, (laughs) Emily's just fucking lying at this point. Yeah, good luck to uh, whoever sits next to Emily when she inevitably brings on a quote-unquote service dog that's a great day in the size of a love seat. Okay, because that's going to be happening soon. It's a service dog! I have anxiety! <laughs> it's a service armadillo! We've got to bring it. <laughs> and Marco's like, I have a father that travels all the time with immune issues and who got COVID on a, he, he got COVID on a plane. And Victoria goes... From a plane. Yeah, the plane itself had COVID. It was a disaster. I didn't know there was plane COVID, but this Boeing had COVID. Have you ever heard a plane cough before? It was awful. My dad was on it. So she's like, yeah, I just can't believe someone would do that. And uh, Margo's like, yeah, I think it's just that she's, like, super young. And, like, when I was super young, I made stupid fucking mistakes at 22. But, like, is that an excuse to go on a commercial flight with COVID? (laughs) No. So she can read the news. She's not 12. And you're and you're going to email me your fake papers. And Victoria's like, our our intentions are only to educate her of like, hey, that's not really right, babe. Like, if you don't want to get COVID, you see COVID in the club, just turn your back to it, okay? Like, that's what you do. And then you can the go on a plane. I'm the first person to get COVID, babe. Like, even to COVID, I'm hot. 
So patient zero. Yeah, this was a misfire because you it's like so hard to attack somebody going through that, you know? It's like someone's grandpa just yeah. died and you can't even if you're right. It's a tough situation. Yeah, you can't come after them cuz they're going to be like, "But my grandfather died." So, yeah, misfire. Yeah, and then we had a commercial break and I saw this commercial for some it was a weird ass old El Paso commercial. I don't know if you saw it, but I was like I have to mention this. It was one of the most bizarre commercials. It was like a hip hop commercial and it was families gathered together. And I guess the whole thing is that old El Paso is selling hard taco shells in the shape of little boats. So you can put your fillings in them, but they don't fall over. And so people were like having such a good time that they're like slamming the table with their hands. And then the shell shakes, but nothing falls out of it. But there's like a hip hop song going to, it's like, it's like, Old El Paso shells that don't break sand and stuff. Old El Paso. I was like, I was like, God, I, I love that Real Girlfriends is doing so badly that these weird-ass commercials can afford to advertise on them. <laughs> it's, it's just the old El Paso hip-hop wannabe commercial and the pillow guy. You know? And there was a Better Than Bullying commercial, too. So <laughs> it was great. Ouch. Ouch. So now they're kind of going outside together for dinner or whatever, and um, it's cold. And Rashad brings them all drinks and stuff and he's like this is dicky the sunrise and one of them goes oh my god it looks like sunset it's probably emily it was margo who said that it's margo <laughs> this has been declared a sunset by the by gogo concept llc <laughs> i died i don't know i thought that was so funny too like, because at best it was like, no, but it's called a sunrise. Or at worst, it's her just correcting her servant and being like, this shall not be known as a sunset, you stupid idiot. Like they just look totally different. Richard. So yeah. Anya is saying, oh, so Victoria, you mentioned a Chloe Colette posse. What's our attire? I assume we're invited. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, it's going to be a, like a lunch party. It's a launch party, rather, for the summer collection. Lunch isn't allowed. You know, that was a misstep. So please, nobody <laughs> eat lunch. Like, I'm in enough trouble at work. And it'll all be handmade by me. And I just got, like, all the looks validated by Jenny. And I can't wait for you guys to, like, see me in my element. Because, like, I've seen you guys. And, like, it's going to be crazy for, like, you guys to, like, see me in my element. Oh, my God. It would be crazy to see you in an element. Not the car. <laughs> like, my element. Making clothes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but I'm poor, and we think of Honda Elements as those cars that you could just hose down the insides. <laughs> uh, yeah, so babes, my mom's going to be there, and like my mom's never seen my work. I mean, she's after she saw some of my brother's work, she was like, I don't think I want to see my kid's work anymore. She's lived, she's lived elsewhere, you know, for whenever I've had stuff to show. Anywho. And then Anya's like, oh, is Joanne involved? And Victoria's like, yes. I mean, for me, what I struggle with and what I think is a blessing and a curse for myself is that I see through people no matter how they mistreat me. And I just try to show them love. Like, that's my burden and that's my blessing. I just can always show people love when they've reacted to me throwing wine in their face. 
And Margo's like, yeah, well, I think you like to fix broken people because you were broken, but that can break you, okay? Look at all the, like, broken repair people littered across history, okay? <laughs> like, people who repair things, they die young. That's a study, and it's true. And this Yoan situation, like, you've shown him nothing but love. I mean, you gave him french fries. Were they on his head? Sure. <laughs> but you know sometimes you don't get the right placements for french fries eating is hard that's why i only have cigarettes and lollipops okay because i'm fixed from your brokenness yeah but like it sucks when like i try to come from a good place like i saw red and i'm like so embarrassed that i got to that place only one other time when i found out my husband was cheating on me and emily's like uh, as much as I sympathize with Victoria, if I pulled that shit at Sonia Raquel throwing shit at somebody, I would be fired. And so you're an intern. She's the designer. Okay. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> so Anya's. Anya's. I mean, so she's so indignant. You know, she's like, if I yeah. did that, it's like, sorry, they called you out on flying with COVID, but you did it. Okay. Drop it. <laughs> Yeah, you're you barely have a job there. So Anya's like, every person comes with their own trauma and background, and you can't fix that. You're letting him have too much power, and you know I can't quite tell if you have a diamond encrusted safety net because you're both poor and rich at the same time. Like you're privileged, but poor from Texas too. So I don't know. I don't have a final read on you right now. So I'll just say, um, if you'd like to buy some champagne, please come to my event. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> Um, so then Victoria's like, yeah, it just, like, shows that, like, there's, like, a deeper, like, unresolved hurt there, and, like, I need to deal with it. <laughs> and Anya says, well, everyone's a work in progress. And so they're like, oh, my God, you guys, this is, like, so emotional. So they decide to end in positivity. And Victoria's like, I just want to say, like, babes, like, the amount of love and, like, the safe space we provide for each other is, like, everything. Yeah, I feel like we've really bonded on a whole new level, and I feel like you guys will be part of my life for the rest of my life somehow. But, I mean, not so much a part of my life that you'll actually get to stay a few extra hours here, but, like, you'll be part of it in some way. I'll be like, oh, those are the girls who never got to meet my dad. Yeah, you'll, like, always be part of my life. Like, Emily is going to be behind, like, a plexiglass kind of window for most of the time. But, like, she'll still be there, kind of, you know? Like, I'll see her. It'll be cloudy, because yeah. those windows are pretty cloudy, but you get it. <laughs> so now it's nighttime. It's 12.40 p.m. And Emily is talking to Aja. They're in their room and just giggling. And yeah. Emily's like, <laughs> Emily, who's just found herself in fashion, goes... Um, what color is this? And I'm just like, uh, gray. I think it's like green. <laughs> uh, it's gray. It's like green gray. It's like, you're going to do great. You're going to take over the whole fashion industry. <laughs> so, um, Aja's like, um, Emily's basically saying how she's like really cold. It's like, I'm chronically cold. Oh my God. It's just like been one uncomfy day. She's like, well, why didn't you wear your white puff? Because beauty is freezing. That's what I say. And they, like, laugh. And then we see Victoria in an adjacent room, and she hears cackling. She hears them laughing. And then Aja's just 
she's I'm just talking about like uh, a pun. They're making a joke about because beauty is. She's like, oh, I thought beauty is pain, pain, pan, like bread, because bread in French is spelled the same way as pain. So they're like joking about that, and then Aja starts like laughing about how Victoria tried to do a a pun about pain and pan, and uh, they're like kind of like laughing because it didn't work out well. But either way, Victoria hears her. She hears laughing, and she hears her name. So she gets really insecure really quickly. Yeah, she's like, I thought everyone was in bed because I, like, wanted to hang out with everyone. And then I hear, like, everyone, like, hanging out and, like, hearing my name. Like, it doesn't really feel good to know I'm left out. Like, I just wanted to spend time bonding together, especially because I don't get time with them because I'm always working. Like... Thank God for Margot. So she goes to Margot's room and tries to get her to party with her. But Margot's like, uh, hold on, I'm getting up. Hold on, I'm getting... <laughs> Margot's like, hold on, I'm brain dead. I have so much stimulation from these all-white walls and this one sad pillow on my bed. Hold on. Oh, so... Uh, so let's see. So then it's the morning. Yes, yeah, It's so the morning, morning. now. And they're and, like, uh, Margo's doing an Instagram. Like, look at my view. It's like, yep. It's like showing off your torture chamber. <laughs> I know. So you think like, okay, like, that's fine. So there's, you know, it was whatever, nothing really happened last night. And then we find out that Margot and Victoria are flying out separately from Cannes because they want to have some alone time together. Um, and I was just like, because they're a little girl gang. And basically, the other four girls are going to the airport, and they're all a little salty. And, well, most of them are salty, because Aja was like, how come I wasn't invited to stay behind for a few more hours and get to meet, you know, her dad? Like, that's bullshit. Yeah, she's like, fucking rude. Like, I thought that we were all getting closer, but then here she is, solidifying a click. And Margot tells us, yeah, my dad's coming today, and, like... You know, Victoria's, like, gotten really close to us, so I extended an invite, and, like, I know the girls have lives to get back to. LOL, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but seriously, they can't come. So Emily was like, yeah, I didn't know they planned to stay longer, but, I mean, I'm not surprised they're close. I mean, I'm not offended. I'm not close with their family. Like, did I expect an invitation to stay longer? Like, no. <laughs> I mean, oh. <laughs> By the way, I love Margo. I'm I'm sorry, Victoria talking so much about all the work she has to do. And they've got this thing happening in like five days. Babes, I got to do like three looks from scratch in four days. And oh my God, because like when I'm working, I'm working. When I'm off, I'm off. And like, babes, I just never get to spend time with you guys because I'm always working. And then she takes an extra day off. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was an intent. Yeah. She has an intense deadline. She's like, oh, another day in Cannes. Thanks. Yeah. So then we're back in Paris, and Aja comes home, and her boyfriend has, like, cleaned the whole kitchen and made her bed, kind of. And then she's like, oh, my God, look, I've never been cared. Look at what he did. And then she pants over the apartment, and the living room's just a fucking mess. There's stuff everywhere. I was like, well, baby steps, you know? Alex yeah. is like, I don't want to look too in love. Well, it's also this is also the the big return of Aja Cam because uh, that was missing in Can, uh, and uh, and so we couldn't really see how clean the apartment was because it was mainly like a swiftly rotating and panning camera that was shaking <laughs> and suddenly like very up close in her nostrils and then in like a couch cushion. Look, look at all this! Can you look at that? There's a flower in a vase. Oh my god! I'm like, 
can you please hold your camera steady for one second, Asha, please? <laughs> so we see Emily at work, and she's like, this is my first real fitting. I'm like, oh, really? She's like, yeah, like, I haven't done a proper fitting with you guys. I can't wait. So a girl, uh, model comes in in a sweater dress, and they're like, oh, these sleeves are a bit long. And Emily's like, oh, my God, hold on. Never fear Emily's here. She like puts a pin. She puts a pin in. Yeah, she sleeve. puts like one pin in. Hold on, I gotta put in a pin. <laughs> okay, you're set. You should be all good to you should be good to go on a fashion show in the next three to five days. <laughs> so Margot is meeting her new business partner, her old friend Maria. So <laughs> Maria looks like she hates Margot's guts. Yes. Okay. Margot's like, yes. oh, hello, you're still before. not working, huh? Oh, good to see you, dumb bitch. Do you have a lollipop? Where's your lollipop? Ah, there it is. Okay. Yeah, Maria is the perfect person to collaborate with for my slip dresses because she's so talented. And she's also been the one I've dragged to free drinks many times before when I've had other ideas. Like the time I was going to come out with my own breakfast cereal called margo o's like she was really good with that and then the time i was going to come out with bridge chairs they were going to be called also marjo o's which didn't really make sense which is why they didn't really take off she's just great one time i thought of this idea where we could like you have like these little pieces of paper but they already have sticky stuff on them so like you could write stuff and then put the piece of paper anywhere you want and it would just stick but she said it's already been done, which, like, I, I've never seen that. It's like sticky paper, whatever. I was also going to call that Margot O's. Finally, she had to sit me down and said, I can't keep calling things that. It's never going to take off. Mm -hmm. So she tells her, she's like, oh, my God, you're never going to believe this. But, like, here's my idea. Slip dresses. You know. <laughs> I love slip dresses. And Maria's like, oh, yes, well, I can believe it can work because I know you and you have a very rich father. So, you know, your friend, you wear slip dresses. Uh, so, you know what sleepwearers want. Yeah. You know what they want? <laughs> yes. Tell me. Slip she dresses. understands. She's, she can get they into the mind dresses. of a slip dress wearer. <laughs> I'm like the profiler on NBC. I can just understand a slip dress wearer. <laughs> <laughs> so she's like yeah you know what like oh Mar maria goes okay but do you know you have to have a, a brand you have to know what you want and she goes yeah i do it's like versatile summer winter bikini <laughs> you can wear it over a bikini you can wear it to a cocktail party you can wear it as a jacket you could use it as a handkerchief as summer, a hat winter bikini they're she's basically like, like ice skates she goes your girl who is that who are the other slip dress girls? And she's like, um, 18 to like, how old are people when they die? Like 40? Like 40. 18 to like 40. Maria's like, more like 14 to 40. Or maybe 14 to 18, maybe. I don't know. So Margo's like, yeah, I feel like this slip dress is something I can see the final product of much quicker than the other ideas I've had. And, I've always wanted to create a slip dress since I was, like, 18. Like, those sketches are in my iPad. Yeah. <laughs> all those, <laughs> all those, all those slip, slip dress <laughs> sketches. I die. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. So then, sad music, and Victoria is walking through the park with the rainbow yeah. purse. And she waits and waits for Joanne. <laughs> she looks crazy, okay, first of all. 
And then he shows up just looking like, is it Liza Day? Like, what is happening? <laughs> he shows up in this, like, light purple tuxedo <laughs> with sequined trimming all over it and a bright pink purse. I like a sweater. Yeah, big guy. circle purse. <laughs> I love it. was, yeah, because it was like a matching jacket and pant, but there was like a sweater. And he, like, has his best, like, uh, pouty face on. You know, yeah. so they sit down together, and they're so hilarious and just how dramatic they are with each other. Because Victoria's like, hi, baby. And he's like, hi, sorry I'm late. And so um, they just are like, he just looks at her dramatically. And he sort of does this thing where he kind of puts his head back but lowers his chin. And says his face is basically saying, you have something to say to me, stupid bitch. Yeah, Should I have know. visor on to avoid wine in the face, bitch? He does that, like, slow eye-close pout thing, where, like, you close them and you just keep looking at the person, like, my eyes are blinking very slowly. What do you have to say to me? So <laughs> she doesn't. She just takes his hand and looks deeply at him like somebody just died. And he's like, well, I guess I will start. I was surprised when I got your text. When things happen, I was like, she's going to text me or the day after. But what made you want to text me now? And she's like, babe, <laughs> babe, I just spent a weekend with girls who are like not pretty. And I just was like, I can't do this. I need to be with pretty people. I have felt so guilty and ashamed and embarrassed that honestly coming to this today, I didn't know how you were going to react. So I made sure don't bring any glasses of wine whatsoever. Well, you know, having drink thrown at my face wasn't nicest feeling, you know? What was the reason? And he kind of shakes his head like, what? What did I do? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Babe! To be honest, it just, it didn't feel like we are on the same team anymore. Like the hurt and the pain from my ex-husband getting brought up. I thought I just never thought I would hear it coming out of your mouth, Babe! <laughs> Well, all of it just happening so fast like that. And she's like, yeah, but like the moment I like saw that drink and like picked it up, I saw red. Me too. Very red because cranberry in my eye. <laughs> red is never a good color on you. You know, don't you think that's a little too easy to put everything aside? We've been through everything together. Like all the friendship. Like I didn't throw alcohol in your face. And you said a lot of things that upset me, babe. And But like I keep it cute because, you know, it was you, babe. I feel like he's more mad that she wasted the alcohol, honestly. Because he just keeps going so. back to like, but the drink, you threw a drink. <laughs> like, thank you for standing up for your real friend, Belvedere the Great Goose. Okay. Yeah, he was, he was not mad about the fries. He was glad. He was like, I'm glad you like eliminated the carbs from the table, but the booze, what are you doing? <laughs> and she says, you know, it's because they were so close and, you know, he brought up her going off on her ex-husband. And if that was a stranger, she'd be like, whatever. But the only time she's ever reacted like that was one time. And she never knew that she had that side of herself. And... Now she sees all the work she has to do on herself. And he's like, I get that. And you have to understand my position. I was sad, Victoria. I was sad. It was sad for you, but it was sad for me. And I really felt like shit. You did attack me. You did. 
I felt sad. And she's like, I hear you. He's like, but how can I have insurance that I could be safe around you? Where is little green lizard telling me I have insurance? Where is Flo? Where is Flo? And she's like, well, I can promise you that after this reflection, I'm like putting the work in and I'm talking to my therapist. And I can understand when I get triggered, like it can't be projected onto anyone else, nor can French fries. <laughs> well, looking back at this, it was unfair for me to make that comment. I mean, hilarious, but unfair. So I apologize. I love this. He goes, yes, you see these birds? You see them fly? Look. And he kind of hugs her and he goes, you know where they're going? To America. That's where you're going to go if you lay one more finger on me. <laughs> she goes, oh, babe, I love you. Ah, <laughs> oh, deportation threats. Glad you two crazy kids are back together. <laughs> it's one of those birds, Casey. <laughs> the one bird they won't let come. It's like, damn it. <laughs> I didn't call the perf prefecture. <laughs> bird, bird prefecture is not allowing her to be within their flock. <laughs> Can't migrate. Hey, is that bird carrying a Nintendo Switch in its feathers? <laughs> Why does that bird have green eyeshadow on? <laughs> wow, that bird certainly has a messy nest. Oh, all right, everybody. Well, thank you so much for being with us here today. We will be back um, when? God, I guess Thursday with some double Real Housewives Day. We've got Salt Lake City and Beverly Hills, followed by Southern Charm on Friday. And a bonus recap of Winter House. It's going to be a big day Thursday. Oh, my that goodness. That is a big, big day. Big so day. join us. Oh, Friday, I guess, is Winter House. So uh, join yeah. us for all that good stuff. We love you guys. Thanks for being here. Bye. Watch What Crappens would like to thank its premium sponsors. Ain't no thing like Allison King. Ashley Savoni, she don't take no baloney. Dana C. Dana do. She's not just a Sheila, she's a Daniela. Itchels. Aaron McNicholas, she don't miss no trickleus. Ava Nagila Weber. Jamie, she has no less namey. Sip some scotch with Jessica Trotch. Just saying, okay. She's always supplying, it's Kelly Ryan. Kristen the Piston Anderson. You're never alone with Lacey Monteleon. Let's give a kisserino to Lisa Lino. Megan Berg, you can't have a burger without the Berg. Sarah Greenwood, she only uses her power for good. The Bay Area Betches, Betches. And our super premium sponsors. Always the wiser, it's Allison Weasler. Somebody get us 10 cc's of Betsy MD. We're taking the gold with Brenda Silva. Don't get salty with Christine Pepper. Better do what she says, it's Elva Enriquez. Can't have a meal without the Emily sides. Nobody holds a candle to Jamie Kendall. We will, we will, Joanna Rockland, you. My favorite Murdo. Karen McMurdo. Let's go on a bender with Lauren Fender. She's a good hobby. It's Lauren Hobgood. We want to hang with Liz Lang. The incredible edible Matthew sisters. Nancy Cease and DeSisto. Give him hell, Miss Noel. She's the queen bee. It's Sarah Lemke. Shannon out of a cannon, Anthony. Let's take off with Tamla Plain. She ain't no shrinking Violet Kuchar. We love you guys.